Welcome to the Coffee Monologues. I'm your host, Tony Stewart. Good afternoon. It is Monday, April the 26th, and yes, it's the afternoon. I decided to grab an afternoon coffee, and I thought, well, I might as well do a monologue as well. So I'm going to be talking about a subject near and dear to my heart today, and that is Elvis Presley. I'm a big fan, and I was teaching my grade 10 class this morning. I taught them a lesson all about how Elvis was the missing ingredient that this new music that was emerging needed to just push it over the top. We had R&B, of course, rhythm and blues. um, And most of Elvis's early songs were all songs that were written by black artists. And he was uh, the first to acknowledge that. But he brought something else to the mix. Sam Phillips at Sun Records totally recognized this. And what Elvis brought was back then, Uh, The charts were all separated. Radio stations were all separated. So it was quite difficult for white kids to hear black rhythm and blues music. Elvis, when he sang, sounded like a black artist. And Sam Phillips immediately recognized uh, the potential there. This was the unicorn that was going to push this music forward. Here was this good-looking, white kid who had charisma, but at the same time, he was self-deprecating. He knew how to move uh, when he gyrated on stage. Just the complete package. And when you talk to people who knew Elvis or who worked with Elvis, they will tell you that his voice was impeccable. His tuning was perfect. Just, he knew how to use his voice like an instrument. And I love going back and listening to old Elvis clips. And you just appreciate what a great singer he was. Never mind all the other stuff, you know, his stage presence and and all that stuff. Just his vocal range, his control of his voice, the timbre of it. Unbelievable. If you want to know a great example, my favorite, I was having this discussion with my co-host, uh, Aaron Badgley from the uh, Wayback Music Machine podcast. I think Elvis's performance in the Aloha from Hawaii concert in 1973 is the epitome of him at the top of his game in terms of his chops. His vocal performance in that concert is unbelievable. And it's even more unbelievable when you considered the substance abuse issues that he was having and the medical issues that he was having, but he pushed through it. Listen to, and go look this up after you listen to this, listen to Elvis's rendition of the American Trilogy, and you will see exactly what I mean. What a performance. And he was like Sinatra that way. He could nail a performance on the first take. He just had that ability. Most of us, we've got to do it a few times. Some of us more than a few times before we get it right. But uh, Elvis could do it just like that. And uh, 
the consummate professional and the consummate performer. I just find that whole era fascinating, that that time period in the early 50s. That's when we saw, of course, the creation of this idea of the teenager in the 1950s. And I was explaining that to the kids at home, is that that idea of being teenagers didn't really exist before the 1950s. So you combine the idea of teenagers with their own music, which the adults hated, of course, and the invention of the transistor radio. Because before then, radios were huge affairs that would sit in the living room and the whole family would have to gather around to listen. But all of a sudden, in the early 50s, the advent of transistor radios, which meant that a teenager could have their own radio, bring it up to their room, listen on their own. Mom and dad would have no idea what they're listening to. Kind of like the way uh, cell phones have become with teenagers now, don't you think? But the transistor radio and rock and roll are wedded. They, they go hand in hand. And of course, Elvis was the one who pushed this music over the top and helped it explode. He was the first also to admit that uh, the African-American singers did it better than him in his own words. But, uh, you know, I was listening to an interview with B.B. King and B.B. King said once Elvis started singing rock and roll, he was the total performer and he had a lot of admiration and respect for him. And I think, you know, most artists back then, black or white, uh, when they heard Elvis and saw Elvis, once he was established, they got it. This guy was just incredible. My favorite exhibit at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland is the Elvis exhibit. I spent more time there. I'm a big Beatles fan too, but truth be told, I spent more time in the Elvis section. And just seeing that early footage of him, that raw footage of him as a young man on the cusp of greatness, and you realize, wow, this is going to change the world. And indeed it did. My other favorite performance by Elvis is the uh, comeback special in 1968. Whenever I think about that, I just think, here's a guy who had been away from the stage for seven years. Can you believe that? He was making movies and not great movies either, and had been away for seven years, but wanted to get back and perform. Very, very nervous before the comeback special, but once he got out there, Another incredible concert, and so great to see him on that small stage with his bandmates, just loving what he's doing. Amazing. So those are my thoughts. I love Elvis Presley. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you soon.